0: Amen. Amen. Wow, well, after the dark lights, it almost seems like it's morning. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, So awesome to, to be with you guys. You know, I just kind of thought about it that if you guys ever have a complaint that we don't hang out enough, guess what? We're going to be in heaven forever. So we're going <laughs> to... Brothers and sisters in Christ, and it's awesome to... We get together and we we experience God and we we serve each other we serve each other through our testimonies we serve each other through just you know encouraging each other and standing giving each other our shoulders and prayers so it's awesome to be in the house of God to be with you guys and just wanted to share was kind of on my heart, was kind of like stirring for a while and it's just kind of, um, I think that even that during this whole time, I don't know, a certain time that we've been talking kind of about this and um, last Friday we had an amazing, awesome word that God was speaking to us through Ramil about the reality of God, that God is real, that the cross And the blood that Jesus shed on the cross is real. That God's love for us is real. And there's so much evidence behind that. And we all know that because we felt the presence of God. I believe most most of us felt the presence of God. We felt God touching our hearts. And it's amazing to experience God. I want to talk about knowing God. Interesting that knowing God has a beginning but it doesn't have an end because God is infinite so every single one of us at one point we began our journey to know God we 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 started to know God when when we opened our hearts and God came in our hearts when we get born again and this journey begins where we begin to know God where we begin to know who he is and I wanted to talk about knowing God and continuing to knowing God. Um with with dial, I just wanna just pray real quick and then we'll I'll I'll begin with our first verse. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you that you've opened yourself to us. That we, we know you, God. We thank you, God, that you are the greatest treasure that we, we have. Everything in this world, God, will disappear, but you will never will. God, we thank you. And we want to know you, God. Please speak to us tonight. Lead us, God, by your Holy Spirit. We surrender our hearts, our minds, our ears to hear, God. We pray that you open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, so yeah, I mean, when I was preparing, I was pre- this sermon. I was preparing for my own heart because <laughs> I this is this is something that um, at one point I was like, you know, I don't ever want to talk about something that I am not going through or I haven't went through. Like, I don't want to talk about something that I haven't experienced, and so that's why I wanted to talk about just. I guess maybe just that part that I God has opened up to my heart. Um, We'll start with uh, Proverbs chapter three. And verse I'll start with verse five, but verse five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways. Acknowledge him. And He will make your path straight. And in my Bible, there's like a little caption of the translators or the authors that were writing, the translating the Bible. They added uh, kind of a caption that I wanted to read because it kind of um, emphasizes the point. In the original Hebrew, "In all your ways acknowledge Him" is more literally, "In all your ways." know Him, this fundamental statement of how to relate to God implies more than just mere reverence or nodding in God's direction. It is It is not enough. You must know Him by living closely with Him, relating to Him personally in every aspect of your life. So when, when I believe Solomon was writing Proverbs and When he was saying this, he said, to walk closely, to walk tightly with God in all of your ways, and he will direct your path. So he was talking about a close, intimate relationship with the almighty living God that is real. And, you know, I thought about, (laughs) we get so much benefits from having a relationship with God. We get saved, we get freed from sin, from sickness, and, and the list goes on. I mean, we can talk about it all night until morning, about the benefits and the blessings that we receive from our relationship with God. But what benefit does God get from a relationship with us? You guys ever thought about that? What benefit does God get? When does God, one, we get to worship Him. The only benefit is that God desires, He has this heart that loves the creation that He created. And the only benefit, that God really, the reason why He shed His blood, and Jesus shed His blood on a cross, was because of that relationship. Because of our close relationship with Him. Because He wanted a close relationship with us. He wanted to walk with us. He wanted to to break that hold of, of sin and everything else that's, that's, draw, that's dragging us away from Him, that was standing between God and us. And so the only benefit that God really has is that relationship with Him. And the saddest thing is when we, He doesn't have that relationship with us, when our hearts are far away from Him, when we're not close to Him, when we're not walking with Him, There's the the relationship is almost... It can't happen because there there has to be two sided in a relationship, and so this is really all we can give God is our hearts, is that heart that is surrendered, a heart that is devoted, a heart that is loyal, and so <clears throat> with that, I just wanted to continue. And Andrew kind of shared a really really awesome thought that you know there's two ways. Two things that you can know God by your head knowledge and you can know God by your heart by faith, and the difference is i i 'm going to do exactly what I just said he said the difference is when you know God with your head, you 're like, yeah, I know God died for me, I know I know Jesus died for me, I know I'm saved. i 'm saved, you know I, I know this, I know that I know all these truths, but when you have a revelation when you when you know God by heart it's totally different it's like Why did Jesus die for me? For me? Why would Jesus, why would God love me? Like a revelation, it stirs something inside of you. It changes you. A revelation from God. When you know God in that way, that's why when when we, we see these people that were walking by faith with God, they knew God that way. They knew God, not just, you know, at some point they probably heard about God and they knew they had this head knowledge about God. But at one point they encountered God and it's different. And all of a sudden, God became somebody they walked with. God became somebody that they were excited about. They were like, wow. You know, and that's what it really like. In my heart, that's what I, I, I desire and I, I seek and I, I, I want to have every single day. Because it says that, acknowledge Him. And it says that every day, so always, in all of your ways. So in every aspect of your life, every single day. To acknowledge, to to, to, to seek that closeness with Him. And He... and. It, it, right away, he says, and there's a benefit for you. He will direct your path. He will help you to navigate through whatever is going to go on in your day, in your life, whatever is going on. <laughs> and I remember that one part where when I was younger, and I think I was about 13, 14 years old, and that's where I really, really, really understood or had that revelation about God, His love, His reality. Before that, like most of you or a lot of you you get uh, I grew up in a Christian family, so I pretty much heard the Bible since I was born. I was heard the 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 truth and I heard the word of God at church, I heard the word of God at home, my dad would preach to me, the pastors would preach to me everywhere I'd be at and so I had this head knowledge, I had this understanding, okay, yes, you know, I know who Jesus is, I know that he died on a cross, I know this, I know that, I know all the Bible stories, and you, you know God in your mind, but you don't know God until he touches you, until he opens up to you in a living way, that he becomes real to you, not just this information. And I remember that part where God just, um, I was at a youth camp, and they were praying for tongues. They were praying that God would, the Holy Spirit would come down and be, be and baptize people in the Holy Spirit. And you know, with all that head knowledge that I had, I seen people get baptized. I've seen people get prayed for, and I seen people get touched by God. But I was just in and I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, wow, like God is real because I could see people get touched by God. But I'm like, but I'm I'm on the sidelines, and I'm like, man, and at one point. I remember I'm standing like man God I I I want that. I'm like you know I've been looking at this and long enough. I I want that, God. I, I want to get touched and the person uh that was preaching said said if you guys want to come out and we can pray for you and I just went out and God just answered to that desire. He just he just touched me. And That's from day from that day. I remember that was the day where God became just not head knowledge, but he became a revelation. He became a real God to me, and from then on, there's a long journey of all kinds of different, uh, um, all kinds of different way things that happened after. But I know from then, I remember for a whole month, I was, <laughs> I had to walk to school, so because the buses wouldn't come where I lived, and I would walk and sing songs. <laughs> Just worship songs all the way up up to my high school. It was about 30 minute walk. And, and it was amazing. I I remember this time, and you know, these things will never be taken away from you. You know, things will disappear, all the things in this world will disappear, but it will not be taken away from you. The the experience you have with God. Um Just a thought that I wrote down. Knowing Him through a tight heart connection with God brings revelation, produces transformation, and fruitfulness in our lives. And it confirms our salvation. See, knowing God is not only just, you know, there's, you know, I want to know God because there's lots of benefits, you know, if I know God, you know, if we're really tight with God, then, you know, He'll answer my prayers, He'll answer all my needs, you know, I'm going to always be blessed, I'm going to be happy, you know, there's so much, it's it's nice to know God, but to know God just for who He is, just to have the desire to know, God, why is why do you love me so much? God, why do you to do the things that you do, like to try to be like God. I know that I will never be able to fully understand you, but I just want to know every, just a little part of you today. Maybe tomorrow you can open up another part of you, and just have that desire in your heart. And I know God will answer to that desire, and and um, and it's important because if we won't know God, then. There, he can say in the end, He said, I do not know you. Because when we only have head knowledge of God, and a lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but I don't, I, I, only God knows who who is His, and who knows Him, and who doesn't. But there is people that, they only know God with their head knowledge, and they think that they're good, but when they come before God, and God says, I never knew you, how is that possible? They can even do things. They can, they can follow the, the right order of ministries. And they can follow the right path of how to, how to live this Christian life. Or how to, how to do things the right way. But not have that intimate, constant, intimate relationship with God. He will not know you when you stand before Him. And so it is, it is vitally important for us to know Him by revelation, by our hearts. Every single day on our and every path and every every aspect of our life, and how to know how to really begin to know God starts with a real sincere desire and a hunger to know just Him who He is, not focus focusing on His personality of God. Not the benefits of the relationship that God brings. Our desire has to compel us to action. To these steps of faith. To know God by faith. So our desire has to. If we have that desire. It will push us. You know like. When we all have desires. You know we all have this. Something that we want. And most of us if we want something bad enough. We get it. We do anything possible to get it or to do something or to to acquire something that we really, really desire. So desire is a very powerful thing inside of us. And the desire to know God has to compel us to do something. And the third point, I already went through two, third point. The third point I want to talk about, and um, making the most important stops in our lives. And I want to read, I want to read from Mark chapter four, verse 19. <clears throat> I have a, a regular Bible. Haven't moved up to the level of iPads yet, so I'm gonna... so number one, that desire in us has to make make us make a most important stop in our life. And um, in Psalm forty six ten, it says, "Be still and know that I am God." So stop and understand and 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 know. That I am God, who I am. And in and, and Psalm seventy three, seventeen, um, there's a basically Asaph is talking about all the wicked people that are just, you know, they're living and you know, and God doesn't do anything about it, and so much so much chaos and things that are going on, and he's all just anxious about it. And then he says, Until I entered into the presence, into the sanctuary of God. And see, we need to make these stops whenever we need to. We need to, we can answer that for ourselves when we need to make these stops. But we need to make these stops from the worries of this life, which will pass on. And the, the verse I was looking for, I'll find it later, but I um, might have it here. I'm sorry, it was Luke chapter 10. I do have it here. Luke chapter 10, verse um, 38. And this is kind of what I wanted to kind of to see this picture that I, I saw when I was reading this. So um, chapter 10, verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where there was a woman named Martha, opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary. Who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations and that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work myself? Tell her to help me. And this is Jesus' answer. He says, Martha, Martha, the Lord, the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen what is better. And it is it, it will not be taken away from her. And so in this picture, we see Mary, Mary sitting by the feet of Jesus. She's in the presence of God. She's listening to God's heart. She's listening to God's word, And every single thing that she's getting from that, It will never be taken away from her. It's going to be in her life, in her heart for eternity. Yet we see Martha, she's running around. She's doing the right things. It said that these preparations had to be made. there were important things. And I understand we have important things in our life that we have to do. But yet Jesus said we have to make our stops. We have to be able to make our stops when the presence of God is there when we know that this is when we know that there's, there's this is a moment of god when we know that this moment that right now is going to happen or is happening is a god moment and i need to stop and i need to i need to i need to stop and just sit by his feet and let god move let god speak let god do what he wants to do because if we don't we won't know him we will worry about all these things and they will pass away And we're going to end up empty-handed. And like I said before, because when we know God, it transforms us and it allows us to bring fruit. It makes us fruitful. And so we have to be able to make these stops. And it starts with our desire first. And then as we're open for it. It takes persistence. And I believe that God knows that it's a process. We're not going to be able to be perfect right away. And and we won't know God all, all the way right away. And for all eternity we're going to be knowing or, or trying to... We're going to be continuing to know God. And so, very important for us to make these stops. Because worries of this life, it's interesting that Jesus, he used... A very interesting example of worries of this life. He used the thorn bushes, sticker bushes. Dima knows very good. Tolik knows how sticker bushes operate. They have these little thorns that they pinch into your flesh. And when they get hooked, it's hard to, you know, when you rip them off, it leaves a mark on your body. And so, the worries of this, and they're really entangled. I know, like, when, whenever we try to take them out, they're so entangled that it's almost impossible to just, you know, to just untangle them and pull one out. You, you pull a, a whole bunch of them out. And, and usually, if your foot gets entangled there, it's pretty, it takes some effort to pull it out. And the worries of this life, Jesus uses this example. He uses these thorn bushes that it's not easy to tear yourself away from these things and it might even hurt a little bit when you're like man things are important like I don't know what's gonna happen you know this I got a deadline here I gotta do this and this and it kind of hurts in a way your flesh is like I don't know what if things are not gonna work out and I'm gonna you know something bad's gonna happen and if I'm not if if I don't do this or this or this and but if we do it and we still pull ourselves out we see and we do it by faith we see god just do miracles god 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 takes care of whatever's going on with our life he heals us he does something inside of us in this whole process when we pull ourselves away and we open our hearts and god puts these seeds that he was talking about in the the parable and He invests something. And this is the greatest thing, I think, that when we be able to enter into the presence of God, God not only will just want to be with us and talk to us, He wants to use us. So there's a purpose that every single one of you guys were created, me, why we were created. We were created with a purpose, a reason, a perfect plan, a destiny from God. And we only will know that when we enter into His presence presence only when we enter into the sanctuary we will know who we are we will know what what we're supposed to do who am i supposed to be only in his presence and that's why it's so important for us to never to stop because i remember like when that moment where god touched my life and i was just you know i was burning i was singing i was excited and then this happened The worries of this life, you got school, you got friends, you want to hang out, you want to do this and that, and you know, and you're just like, you stop praying a little less, you stop reading a little less, then you stop praying, you stop reading, and you stop singing, because you haven't really spent the time with God, your heart eventually mellows down, and eventually that revelation of God, that living God that you knew, only becomes head knowledge again. It just becomes head knowledge. And I remember, for a, longest, for a period of time, that God was just kind of like head knowledge. I was like, yeah, I know this, I know that. You try to keep a good image of a good Christian, you know, but inside you know that you've lost it, and you need Him again. And I thank God for, <laughs> I thank God for God, because man... When I start looking back, how much patience, how much mercy, how much grace that God has—it is just you can't put a limit or you can't put a word on it. It's just He has infinite, infinite mercy and grace. When, when He and I—I I, I believe that God just He—he he sees our hearts, He sees the 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 beginning and the end of our lives, and He knows. And so he he given me so much grace. I remember that time and then I was, you know, and then another point in my life where God just touched me, encountered me again. And and I just said, you know, I got baptized by, by water. I went through water baptism. I was around 17 years old. And after that, it was like another kind of like a, a spark where I just, I went to Bible college. I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" And I started learning about God, and and it was it was an amazing time. And yet, the biggest I think that I, what I wanted to even tell you, is, if you already have that desire, if you're already encountering God and you're feeling God, is there has to be a firm persistence in following God because if there isn't you you can you can follow god for a period of time and then the worries of this life this is the worries of this life the things that you have to do all the things that surround you except for the presence of god all the other things that distract you like martha was distracted if you don't constantly fight against that it will just entangle you and sweep you back into just that that where it's just going to be head knowledge. Where it's just going to be like, yeah, I know God. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with God. You know, even when people rebuke you or say, you know, something, you know, like, you're like, yeah, 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 I know. I know, yeah, that's right. And, but your life is going to be totally, totally the opposite. You're, you're, the thing is, God, amazing thing is that God gives us purpose. You know, with God, with when you know God, you will never suffer from not knowing the point of life. You will always have a reason, a point, and a purpose of life. And the biggest thing, I, I, I when I, I talked to my old friends, and I, I knew my own life, the worst thing is when you're, when you're empty and you're driving or you're doing whatever you're doing, and you're like, what am I living for? A little bit ago, I was driving through a road, and i remember i drove through that road so many times way back before when i was kind of away from god and, and i'm like man i remember those moments where i was driving through these roads and i and i remember that in my life man my life was so empty i was driving and i was thinking i remember when i was driving back and i'm like man what am i living for like why and then that a um, little bit ago when I was driving, I'm like, man, God, thank you so much that you have, you found me, that you grabbed me, that you pulled me out because I have a reason. I, I Right now I'm driving on the same road, but I know why I'm living. I know I have a reason. I know who I'm living for. And and this is amazing. And the thing is that maybe a lot of you guys still don't understand that because you guys have your reasons and purposes. You got you guys got to go finish school. And you have guys, you know, we have... We have dreams, we have, you know, plans. But the Word of God says that all these dreams, all these plans, all these things in this world, they'll be taken away, they will disappear. They won't matter. At, At a certain point, in a very short time actually, because time flies so fast, they won't matter. But what you receive in the presence of God, what you receive from God, will never be taken away from you for eternity. That purpose, that calling, that that fruit that you will produce in the presence of God because of you being in the presence of God will never be taken away from you for eternity. But it will give you a reward. It will, it will give, give you a blessing from God because you encounter God. And so... There's a price. To know God, there's a price. It's a great price. Simple, but it's not an easy price. Defeat yourself to have self-discipline, to constantly, everyday battle. Battle, battle yourself. Battle your flesh. Battle the things in this world. And you have to fight with these things every single day. Paul writes that cast off Cast off the sin that entangles you. And, you know, I wouldn't, the worries of this life, I wouldn't call it a sin, but it can become a sin when it becomes an idol, the things that we worry about. But it entangles us. And God says, cast off the things that entangles you. And set your focus, set your eyes on Jesus. And we, in another place, Jesus says that, cast your worries on me. So, what God tells us is cast it off yourself and cast it on Him. Because He knows how to deal with these worries of this life. Because He cares for us and He knows He, he, can, he can do whole things. Nothing's impossible for Jesus, nothing's impossible for God. And so, what God tells us is to cast off these things off of ourselves, to be able to make these stops and to get set our eyes. I'm God. And say, God, here I am. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? Speak to me. I, I want to know your heart. I want to know what you desire. I want to know what your plans are. And these moments will determine and will will determine your eternity and it will it will determine your life on this earth. Whether it's going to be a life walking with God or a life just living for yourself and like Jesus said you can gain the whole world but lose your soul or you can lose your soul for Jesus if you surrender your soul to God and so to know God for real is worth it the things that some of the things that we we do to to open our hearts for God to 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 the things that we do, that kind of that compels us or as we pray, we fast, we read His word, things that we do, and you know a lot of people they there's I listened to a couple of people of God that you know that had a really close relationship with God, one of the people is uh Smith Wigglesworth, and they're always asking me, look how how much do you pray like they and he said, well about he said, about 15 minutes. And they're like, what? And he's like, 15 minutes. I, I pray. He's like, 15 minutes without praying. Okay? That's what I, how I pray. How do you pray? He's like, I, I pray get it? for 15 minutes, and then I don't. And I, I pray every 15 minutes. <laughs> so pretty much constantly. He's like, I walk in the, in the condition of prayer with God. And so, there's no formula to except for seeking God. But we have to have it, our hearts open for God. And, and let God naturally teach us how to walk with Him. Help us to, to make these steps, make these stops. To, to help us to open up and be able to listen to His voice. And learn how to listen to His voice. You know, it's not like, you know, you gotta pray for eight hours and then you'll do it or you gotta do this, this and this. Take these three steps and, you know, you'll be close to God and you, and everything will be great. There's no, there's no formula. There's no specific structure except for what God has given us. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Just surrender. Just take that time. Throw everything away. Find that place somewhere. Where it's nice and quiet. And say, God, speak to me. I want to know you. I just want to know you. I don't care about anything else. I know you're real. I know what you've done for me is real. Maybe right now I'm just, I understand it with my, my, my brain, my, my mind. But God, help me. Help me to understand it with my heart. Open your love to me. Open, open the, the sacrifice that you've made for me. Open your, your intentions for me. I want to know them. And that's where transformation happens. That's where God begins to take us and do something that that we, can all, that we only read in the Bible. The things that God has done in the Bible. And I believe we will see these things. I believe that when we surrender ourselves and take that time, make these stops, and be able to, to cast off these things off ourselves, the worries and all the other things that are entangling us and we will see God move in every single one of us in His amazing purpose and He's worth it. He is worth it and a million times He's worth it to, to know Him. And in Philippians 3, 7-10 Paul says that I want to know Him and the fellowship of His suffering. He's like, I don't want to know anything else. Before that, he was saying that, you know, I don't want to know anything else that I knew before. All I want to know is Jesus. All I want to know is Christ, the cross, and the fellowship of his suffering. And, and see, this, this, this is a heart of a, of a person that, that knew God and had the right desire. And we know how much, how much God has done through Paul. And, you know, when I read this, it, it stirs up my heart that I'm like wow God I yes that's that's what I want and I might not understand it fully but that's what I want <sighs> to know God for real is worth it and it's it. and more importantly more importantly that he will know you for that alone is enough to pay any price the biggest thing is that when we come to the end does God know me? Does God know me? If He doesn't know me, then all is wasted. All my ministries, everything else I've done, this whole life was wasted. He doesn't know me, and all I got a whole eternity in front of me, and God doesn't know me. And interesting that death. I, I don't. I don't know if it's exactly the right translation, but I remember when I was in Bible college, and they said that death uh, and believe Greek or somewhere it literally means separation from God so death really means that we basically we are separated we have no connection to God's peace God's love God's presence God's joy anything anything that is good because everything that is good is in God and basically when we hell is pretty much just the absence of God and heaven is the presence of God that fulfills everything and so if we don't learn to be with God and spend time with God here we can't expect to spend time with God in heaven because this is God's will and God's purpose and God's desire for us to learn to walk with God on this earth Enoch learned to walk with God on this earth and he got so close to God that God took him up with him. He, Elijah as well. And so, he will always use, use you for his amazing purposes and he created you for what he created you. And knowing God is never boring. It is full of excitement, thrills, because God always opens up in a new way for us when we seek Him. And there's so much more that God has that He can open up, that we can know about God for all eternity. And the thing, the last thing, before we're going to pray, a um, couple things I wanted to... You know, when... As Christians, you know, we, we try to live a good life. We try to walk the right walk of a Christian. Everything should be, you know. So. And when you're in the presence of God, when you walk before God, it's a quote that I, I, I listened in, one of, the, uh, one of the testimonies of one man of God that he was telling about himself. And he said that this thing, he said that when you walk before God, when you walk with God, it's going to be easy to walk before people. But when you begin to only try to walk before people the right way, it's going to be very hard to walk before a holy God. And it's true. When we try to look our best, our best Christian look, we always will fail because we can't. Because God sees us right through And so are the people that are filled with the Spirit of God. They see us right through. They know what's going on. But when you're filled with the Spirit of God, it's easy to walk in front of people. And that's... And last thing I wanted just to share. I was reading the book, Crazy Love, and I just remembered that um, by Francis Chan. remember that story about uh, a man that he was talking about in his book, and there was this older man that was like a businessman, but he was always preaching he said he was always preaching everywhere on his business meetings he was preaching he was preaching when he was going to other things, and he was always talking about God and about you know his power of saving and and the the repentance and reconciliation with God and so he was telling a story, and he was telling about this man, his name was Stan Gerlach I think, and it's interesting that. He was at his friend's funeral, and he was given a eulogy to his friend, about his friend at his funeral. And after he gave this eulogy, and he called the people that were at the funeral, he called them to repentance, he called them to reconcile with God, because we never know when we're going to die. And after he was done, he went back, sat down, and died. Just died at that funeral. And when the children of that man, they called um, Francis Chan. And he, they were like, oh, you know, our dad just died after he was, gave the eulogy. And, and I'm like, man, what do I tell him? And after that, I kind of just prayed. I'm like, God, what do I tell him? That your dad just died. And so he came over to their house and he said, and God tell him this word. He said that whoever will, uh, whoever will, Proclaim me or confess me in front of people. I will confess before my Father. And whoever will deny me, I will deny me before my Father. And I'm like, I imagine. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Imagine you're standing and you're you're fulfilling the purpose and the call of God. You're proclaiming God. You're you're you you know that you are doing what God wants you to do. All of a sudden, God takes you, and now you can stand before God. And Jesus said, "That's my good and faithful servant." That's, you know, that's, that's Robert right there. That's Tim. There he is. And, and that's, there's nothing better than that. There's, everything is worth it. Any sacrifice is worth that. When you stand before God and God says, I know you, you're mine. And that's what I really wanted to share tonight. And if you have that hunger in your heart, if you really want to know God, because He is real. And you you have that desire to say, God, okay, I understand everything, but I just want to know You. I want to know You as a living, real God. And I want to know You every single day. I don't want to just, you know, to to maybe experience something, you know, tonight and then just kind of move on. But I really want to have this relationship with You. A real living, close, intimate relationship with you, then, you know, we, we can have our time where we just come out here and just pray and ask God and just show Him our hunger. If you, didn't, if you don't have that hunger, pray, because without this hunger, there's, you know, you're, there's no hope without hunger for God. And so, and I know that, and I believe that every single one of us has that hunger deep in our hearts. I know because our hearts, they they long for our God, for our Creator. They always will long. It's just the difference is some of us will will push it down and, and suppress it. And some of us will just let it go and say, God, you know what? Yes, I want you in my life. Yes, I want to know you. I want to know your purposes. I want to know Why? Have you s- continuing to save me? I had so many moments in my life where God saved me from, from, from situations of death. And I realized, I'm like, God, at some point, I'm like, God, why? And these are the most amazing mo- moments because then God starts to speak to you and He tells you, because of this, because of this, because I have, I have something greater than, than you can even imagine for your life. And God has the same thing for you. He does. And he wants to know you. This is why he died on the cross for you. Because he wants to know you. And he wants you to know him. And that's why. And so let's just get up and begin to seek God. and Just open your hearts. If you have that hunger, just come up to the front. We'll just pray. We'll just ask God to, to open himself up to us. God, we praise you. Lord, God, thank you.